It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. All right, somebody sent me a, a, an article they wanted me to review by Raman Bansal called Debunking Common Myths About Agile Philosophy. I thought this was interesting because I like it when people get to the philosophical parts of Agile and uh, he, he comes out and says, we all, we've all come across a plethora of quotes that don't accurately capture the true essence of Agile. Many of these quotes are, in fact, misconceptions. Let's debunk some prevalent myths surrounding Agile philosophy by providing clarification based on Agile practices, the Scrum Guide, and personal experience. I'm excited. This sounds good. All right. Myth number one, Agile needs no documentation. I just did a podcast episode about this a couple of weeks ago. While Agile emphasizes working software over comprehensive documentation, it does not say working software over no documentation. Agile does not disregard documentation and encourages lightweight and pertinent documentation. In Scrum, artifacts like the product backlog, sprint backlog, and increment do serve as documentation. The goal is to have just enough documentation and not be excessive. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, number two says Agile has no planning. That's definitely a myth. Agile entails continuous planning at various levels. I would change that to continual. Highest order planning occurs at the release level, where work items are discussed and estimated to create a product roadmap. Further planning takes place in iterative cycles known as sprints. Each sprint starts with sprint planning, during which the team defines the upcoming sprint, daily scrum meeting aids, daily planning based on the work taken for delivery during a sprint. Agile planning is adaptable, accommodating changes, allowing the team to respond to evolving requirements. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Myth number three, Agile means no fixed timeline. I know that's wrong. Agile projects feature fixed duration iterations, just like uh, like sprints and scrum, providing consistent timeframes for delivering value increments. These time box iterations ensure predictability while allowing flexibility to adjust priorities and accommodate changes. As compared to traditional development, Agile maintains fixed variables for time and resources with scope varies uh, per the priority of the business, which means timelines are defined by what's being planned uh, for delivery and the team's average velocity. Okay, let's pause there for a second. I think that in addition to this timeline, I'm going to go on a limb here and say it's okay to have a fixed release timeline, and that release timeline does not have to line up specifically with sprints. I find that organizations struggle with that conceptually, where they can say, hey, we need something for our big conference on October 15th, uh, but that doesn't align with our sprint days. Well, it doesn't matter if it aligns with the sprint cycle or not. Uh, Projects or deliverables oftentimes have alternate reasons for having a fixed date. So what I'm trying to say is it's perfectly okay to fix a date. And I allow a little more flexibility where, uh, you know, I say, if you give me one of those three items, I can tell you the other two with about 85% accuracy. So if you tell me I only have this much money or I absolutely need something by this time, or this is a complete list of the features we need without any modifications, I can predict the other two with about 85% accuracy. Okay. Let's go to number four. Agile doesn't do any upfront analysis of design. Wow. Agile advocates ongoing analysis and design throughout the project. In Scrum, teams conduct sufficient upfront analysis and design to initiate work, refining them iteratively as insights developed during development. That was confusing. Teams avoid designing for the entire product initially and instead adapt as needs evolve. 
Okay. This uh, approach minimizes over engineering and enhances adaptability. I agree. Uh, the only thing that I would add here is just that sometimes you do need a high level plan for a bigger you know, scope. Uh, and it's okay to do that as long as everyone understands that empiricism rules that we can pivot, we can inspect and adapt as we go. But I don't think it hurts to have some idea up front of what direction you're going. I think a North Star, maybe a little beyond that, is uh, are both good tools to get you going in the right direction. All right, let's go to number five. Agile targets to deliver features faster. Agile enables parallel delivery, par parallel delivery, unlike the sequential nature of waterfall, uh, making it seem faster. However, Agile prioritizes delivering valuable features early and frequently, not just speed. Agile focuses on delivering the right features aligned with customers' needs. While its iterative approach accelerates value delivery, it emphasis, its emphasis remains on sustainable development pace and quality. This one, out of all the ones I've read so far, is the most perfect. I teach in my WIP limits class, or in my WIP limits workshops, that it's okay to impose a work in progress limit. And work in progress limits sometimes mean you're gonna get the same exact number of projects delivered in the same exact amount of time. The difference is you're building the right thing that provides value, you're seeing increased revenue, you're seeing higher customer satisfaction, and you're seeing much higher quality. So I think that uh, this is the whole myth of, oh, everything's gonna go faster if we do Agile. That's not necessarily true. You're going to get the same amount of work. It's just going to be different than what you originally had planned. Okay, number six, Agile is chaotic and unstructured. Agile frameworks like Scrum, Kanban, XP uh, provide structure. These frameworks define roles, events, and artifacts, fostering transparency, inspection, and adaptation. While Agile embraces change, it does so with structured frameworks, ensuring organization and coherence. Okay, I'll ride with that. Myth number seven. Uh, Agile allows scope changes anytime. Okay, this one's going to be interesting. Agile welcomes change in requirements, but manages scope changes through defined channels. In Scrum, changes are usually incorporated at the beginning of a sprint, and any changes during a sprint are carefully evaluated for their impact. If deemed necessary, there may be a change of stories. However, if changes hinder the sprint goal, cancellation may be advised. Agile sees a balance between responsiveness and stability. Let's stop there for a moment. I believe that you can introduce change at any time, but it, it, you know the manifesto itself promotes, um, you know, we welcome changes even late, right? So if you think about it from that perspective, how do you make that adaptation? How do you make that adjustment? How do you make that pivot? The answer is you're allowed to take things out of a sprint, but you're not allowed to insert new work in and force the team outside of their original commitment. So what happens is you can take work out of the sprint and when a team finishes early as a side effect result of having work removed, they'll turn to you and say, hey, what would you like for us to work on next product owner? And the product owner can say, great job team. Why don't you go pick up the first item at the top of the backlog and get a head start on the next sprint, which could be the new work that was trying to be scoped in. Now, they're under no obligation to complete this work but at least they'll get a good head start on it by uh, you know, getting started on it now. And it may only take a small amount of time in the beginning of the next sprint to get that important or urgent need met. So there you go. So you can change the scope. You just can't force the scope, which is interesting. All right, let's go to number eight. Agile removes the need for testing. Oh my goodness, if I hear this one more time. 
Agile emphasizes testing throughout development, ensuring product quality. Test cases, acceptance criteria are laid out alongside every story definition. Sprint planning uh, covers new development and fixing defects. Uh, Continuous or continual testing, including automated tests, occur during the development cycle. Test-driven development is a key Agile practice where coding follows guided tests detecting issues early for sustained development. I like where this is going, but I feel like you shouldn't be heavily focused on defects during a sprint unless it's something that was reported that's urgent that needs to be fixed right away. We should put together um, a debt list and have technical debt sprints where we knock out as much of those things as possible. And the number of defects should diminish because over time, if you do it the way that this is prescribed, uh, you'll end up with defects that cause you grief uh, sustainably for you know ongoing unforeseen time. Okay, let's go to number nine. Agile teams don't provide accurate estimates. That is false, false, false. Agile teams do provide estimates based on a current understanding of the work at hand. Estimates are not fixed commitments, but service planning tools. Think of the cone of uncertainty. This concept explains how estimation accuracy improves iteratively throughout experience and feedback loops. 100% agree. Um, I do feel like uh, the team should be able to size things, and I think that should be the the, the focus here that estimates are not based on effort, but they're based on size. And if you do that, that's going to make life a lot easier for everyone. How about number 10? Agile doesn't require frequent customer involvement. Also false. Agile encourages continuous customer development or development, customer collaboration or involvement. That was the word I was looking for. The product owner representing the customer in Scrum. Therefore, act, they actively participate in sprint activities. The problem here is sometimes that makes the product owner become the subject matter expert, which I don't like. I still think you need someone who actually speaks to and represents the end user. Regular customer feedback ensures alignment with expectations. Agile demands immediate integration of customer input into ongoing work, emphasizing constant involvement. Once again, I like where it's going, just need to connect the dots. How about number 11? It says Agile and Scrum are interchangeable terms. We're doing the the Agile Scrum. We're doing a Scrum Agile, right? Or, or, you know, people just switch them around. I've heard this. Agile is the umbrella framework embodying the values and principles, while Scrum is one of the various Agile frameworks that, um, that has, you know, think about it this way. If you think of Agile as uh, a garage, uh, and or, uh, listen to this one. I'm going to go with the one he said. He says, if you think of Agile as a car and Scrum as a sedan, multiple Agile approaches like Lean, Kanban, Scrumbon, Extreme Programming, etc., and several hybrid approaches exist all under the same umbrella. No one single methodology suits all scenarios. Uh, the choice depends on the user needs, stakeholders, concerns, and project specifics. You wouldn't always want to drive a sedan. Yes, I see where they're going explaining the differences, but I think of Agile as the garage and Scrum as the pit crew, so the pit stop. You have all the tools you need to be successful in a garage, but you have a subset of the most important tools as part of Scrum in your pit. So that way, if you do have to make pit stops, you can have the right work done in the pit. Windshield, tires, gas up, go. All right. Command number 12, Agile is a cure for all problems. Also not true. Agile was never intended to be a silver bullet, which will solve all your problems in the software development lifecycle. However, when implemented in its spirit, it enhances visibility, communication, quality delivery, customer satisfaction, employee motivation, and continuous improvement. Yes, yes, yes. Number 13. 
Agile is better or worse than traditional methodologies. Agile, uh, Agile's increasing adoption doesn't make it superior in all contexts. The methodology choice hinges on a project type, environmental variables, customer culture, or company culture, uh, requirement clarity, time, timeliness, resources, and more. Waterfall suits projects with clear initial requirements where Agile may be an overfit. I see that, and I see it work in both ways. Number 14 says developers get to do what they like. Developers don't always get to do what they like, but they get to do what is needed. Scrum teams get to decide on a sprint goal during sprint planning, and the team decides uh, which work should be done during a sprint to meet that sprint goal. This is why the sprint backlog is a plan by and for the developers, as per the Scrum Guide. However, its collaborative process involves discussion and negotiation of the team with the product owner uh, who requested the system to be built. The intent of the sprint is to call out, call, C-U-L-L, out a potentially releasable product at the end. Hence, the discussion revolves around how we sprint uh, and how the sprint will be an increment towards the delivered product. And finally, Agile means less discipline. Uh, Agile encourages self-organization, but it doesn't mean chaos. Scrum processes and events and roles and responsibilities ensure disciplined execution of tasks, activities like maintaining backlogs, attending events, task pickup, capturing and solving impediments, and delivering self-inspected outcomes demand proper discipline. You know, I'm going to go for one more. The daily scrum meeting is the same as a status meeting. Also incredibly false. Scrum team is supposed to get together during the daily scrum meeting and quickly review overall progress made in the last 24 hours against the sprint goal and quickly gauge if they're on track or not. That's followed by a quick update on things that are being picked up along the way with with some type of check-in on in-flight items. Any impediments should be reported to ensure that your journey is smooth and that blockers are addressed. I agree with this with some tweaks, but overall, I see where they're trying to go. And that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a longer one. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, learn more at AgileDad.com. We would love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.